Yes, people, it is Wednesday, which means... Ah, yes, it's another episode of Echoes from the Void. And, um, yo, as we hot-step it into a brand new year, people... Shit's getting crazy, right? I have to say, you know, I, uh, you know, I went to the shops the other day to, you know, pick up supplies, as you do, and I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I always try, right? I always try and help my fuckers out, right? So there's a, a homeless dude outside, and he's just like, "Have you got any money?" And yo, I had no money. Right, I don't usually carry around change because I, yeah, I tend to lose it. <laughs> so, yeah, didn't have any money. So I'm just like, yo, I, I, sorry, man, don't have any money. But you know what I mean? I'm just popping into the shop. Do you want anything? I'm, you know, I can grab you a, a a drink or something like that. And um, so dude's like, oh yeah, that that'd be great. I'm like, all right, man, cool. Um, what do you, what would you like? And he's just like, oh yeah, a bottle of whiskey. Like, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, that's not happening, right? I'm not dropping. <laughs> you mean like thirty pounds on a fucking bottle of whiskey, right? I, the amount of groceries I could pick up for that amount of money is insane. So I'm just like, son, no. He's like, oh, uh, how about you know a half bottle? I'm like, yeah, let's not get crazy. Listen, I'll I'll, I'll get you uh, you know a sandwich, you know some water, some juice, something like that. He's just like, all right, um, a coke and a cake. I'm like, alright, fine That That's cool I mean, I don't fuck around with either But, you know I'm like, whatever I can do that It's not an issue So I go into the shop Right? And, you know what I mean? I nearly forgot, right? I, I, I pick up the shit I need to get I'm just about to pay another Coke and cake, right? So I go, grab a Coke and a cake Come out, motherfuckers just gone. It's not there. I just went and bought a fucking coke and a cake. Motherfuckers not there. What am I gonna do with a coke and a cake? I don't drink coke and I don't want this cake. Like it's not shit that I will eat. So yeah, do you know what I mean? Shit be crazy, man. You know? What I mean? You know, sometimes things go wrong. Right, yeah, try and do something good and things go wrong. Right? Someone who uh, you know can relate to some extent. You know, obviously situation isn't as bad for her, but you know, little Jojo Siwa, she uh, you know, she's found herself in a similar situation. Now, she didn't go into a shop to try and help out a homeless person. No. She put her name to a um, a board game. <laughs> and you can see the similarities, right? She put her name to a board game, and it all went a little bit south, 
all went a little bit south. Now, it the, the crazy thing is, so this was a Nickelodeon branded game. You know, so it says it was for children aged six and over, right? And um, it, it had, uh, you know, a lot of different questions, right? So this game is called JoJo's Juice, which, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's an odd name, right? It's an odd name for a, a, a board game. Jojo's Juice kind of I feel that the name has um, different connotations to it which uh, Little Miss Siwa maybe might not be so down to right but so what happened is parents have uh, taken to social media to a voice their disapproval to voice their um dissatisfaction hmm dissatisfaction with this board game that they went out and picked up for their little youngsters so as um part of the game there is a true for dare component and this seems to be where the issue comes from, right? Now, you're thinking, ooh, what kind of craziness, um, what kind of craziness has this truth or dare brought up? Well, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> two of the example questions that have brought the ire of these parents, I mean, <laughs> they do seem a little racy, people. They do seem a little racy. So, people, sit down because this might knock your little socks off, right? <sighs> okay. I, uh, firstly, let me apologize for what I'm about to say because it is upsetting right so these two examples of the terrible terrible questions are have you ever been arrested Oof. i know i know and the second one have you ever gone outside without underwear Jeez. Like, whew, this is insane. This is insane. How dare they ask questions like this? These, these are inflammatory. These are hellacious. These are, these are character destroying questions. This is insane. 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 I don't know what this company were thinking. I don't know what they were thinking. And poor Miss Siwa had to hit social media to issue a retraction, to issue an apology. You know, 
she is, uh, you know, she's trying to channel Mr. Dave Chappelle and, um, you know, get Nickelodeon to pull the game. Yes. Now, so this is what um, young Siwa, you know, said. Um, she, um, yeah, she said that um, over the weekend it has been brought to my attention by my fans and followers on TikTok that my name and my image have been used to promote this board game that has some really inappropriate content. When companies make these games, they don't run every aspect by me, and so I had no idea of the types of questions that were in these playing cards. Now, when I first saw this, I was really, really, really upset at how gross these questions were, and so I brought it to Nickelodeon's attention immediately, and since then, they have been working to get this game's Stop being made and also pulled from all shelves wherever it's being sold. Whew. Man. I know. Um, and she says that she would never have approved or agreed to be associated with this game if she had been had seen the cards beforehand. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. It is crazy. Right? And then it, it, it kind of says that a couple of other questions on these cards are, have you ever stolen from a store? And have you ever walked in on someone naked? Listen, right? This, this is insane. <laughs> this is really insane, right? I I don't understand how such a crazy big deal is made out of this. You know what I mean? It, it's just like these aren't like hellacious questions, right? Have you ever been arrested, right? If the kids are six. You know, starting at six, right? They're saying the game is for six and above. Like, it's something silly. It, you know, obviously, a six-year-old has not been arrested unless it's really got some street cred. You know what I mean? But it, it, it's just, I imagine a six-year-old is going to giggle and be like, eh, no, silly. <laughs> I've never been arrested. And... Also, a six-year-old, when you say, have you ever been outside without underwear? I think a good chunk of them will say yes, because they're six. You know what I mean? And six-year-olds do stupid-ass shit. So, especially if it's into their back garden, right? If they've got a fenced-off back garden... You know, chances are they yeah they might have run out, jumped into a paddling pool, or they're wearing a long T-shirt, right? You know what I mean? It's just like whatever. There's nothing sexual about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like oh uh, yeah. So do you go to the club in a thong? You know, it's, come on, people. 
You know what I mean? And then those other questions. Have you ever stolen from a store? Again. Right? It, it's some. It's a silly, stupid question. Have you ever walked in on someone naked? If they've got siblings. Right? But it's... You know I mean? They're little kids. Right? So little kids think kissing or holding hands is... Ugh, it's gross. That's disgusting. So... Look, these aren't insane. <laughs> and Siwa to be like, this is really, really, really upsetting. Eesh. Now, listen, right? I understand. Like, she don't give a fuck about all of this. But she has got that, you know, that young brand. You know, she's that sequined, wearing, crazy, goofy kid. So... Like she, you know, she had to come out and say something Like, because you know, that, her management, her agent, all of them people Like, you need to get ahead of this, right? Disassociate yourself, you know, do all of this So yeah, but I imagine if, if she had seen these questions beforehand She would have just thought, yeah, these are, there's nothing wrong with this This is just silly it's silly, it's fun But, yeah, parents I mean, what are, you, what are you doing? Right? The parents that complain about shit like this Are the the same type That give their kids allergies Because they're like You can't play with the Joneses kids They, they mess around in the dirt No, you cannot do that Hold on Oh, I, I, I think you've got a mark on your trousers, like, change them, well, you know, we'll put you in new trousers, they're these overprotective, insane parents, possibly religious, you know, and when I say religious, I mean those fanatical religious people, not just, you know, normal religious yeah, they're the, they're the ones that be like, you can't play with those children down the street. They're heathens. They don't go to church on Sunday. You know, it's that type. But, um, yeah, this is insane. This is insane. And, you know, I retract what I said. You know, this is nowhere as crazy and as, you know, soul-destroying as my experience with the homeless person. This is Nothing Jojo Siwa I am I'm shocked I'm shocked I am embarrassed To even Reference this in the same light As the harrowing experience That I faced God damn you Siwa You don't even know pain You don't know pain You don't know upset Anyway, people. <sighs> okay. Right, I'm going to, um, you know, compose myself. And while I'm doing that, let's get into today's episode. It's 2021, right? January 2021. Vaccines are floating around, you know, Europe and the US and other countries. But 
<laughs> this, the, the, this is so baffling. It still hasn't been established by who, you know, how all of this started, right? We're getting reports that China aren't allowing a WHO investigation team into the country. And I think at this point, does anyone really have any faith in both parties? Jerry, does anyone have any faith in both parties? That's what I gotta say. Because the World Health Organization from the giddy up had just been laughable. Right? Been laughable. Like they they oh I forget one of their you know heads it was on a um uh, I think it was I forget I wanna say it was with the BBC but they were being interviewed and every time the interviewer mentioned China the guy just hung up, <laughs> just hung up, right, didn't even style it out when he came back, like, oh, sorry, my internet's just like, nope, just try to play it off, but would refuse to answer any questions on China, like, they've avoided, you know, any talk about how all of this started, Avoided it, and now they're like, oh, we're investigating, like, it's kind of late, motherfuckers, it's kind of late, you know, that, that's the crazy thing, for, you know, months, well, I mean, even just all last year, we, we were getting reports that, you know, the doctors and experts and scientists in China who were, you know, giving, giving the rest of the world news <laughs> We're just turning up dead or disappearing Like, this is legitimate information that was coming out Right? And, yeah, who, who did nothing? Who did nothing? Right, China was like, we're going to sh- shut the wet markets And then just reopened them <laughs> Like, still who does nothing? So now we're we're being led to believe that we can trust them to do any sort of investigation. Really, really, I I ask you: does does anyone really believe who can be trusted? Because I don't. They are a a bunch of. They're nearly as useless as the UN, frankly. Like, no one really, you know, goes by them. No one really, you know, looks at them as being a worthwhile organisation. They're just a joke. They're really a joke. And they've really cemented, you know, that opinion with just the way they handled things last year. They're a bunch of flim-flammy fucking fools, frankly, you know? It's ridiculous. And they're, like, you know, blaming China because, you know, China hasn't, I think, signed over some 
passes, visa clearance and all of that. And it's a bit like, wait, surely, you know, you you get all of that sorted before you put people on flights. Right? I think that's a weird, you know, part of this. Because they're like, oh, some of our team have been turned away. They're, they're, you know, denied entry to the country. And it's like, but hold on. Why did you let them leave before all the paperwork was, you know, signed and had come through? That's weird. Really, like I'm not getting on a flight or or leaving to the airport until I have my passport. <laughs> you know, not going. Well, you know, the passport people said they would send it to the airport, so I'll pick it up on route. I and mean, like, what? What? That's just weird. Like, yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You know, none of this is a shock because, yeah. It it was a mess last year And, um, you know, they're starting the new year With another mess So, uh, typical, you know, who in China fashion, really Like, I honestly don't think that, you know There's going to be anything official To come out and just say Yeah, China fucked up Let's be honest, China fucked up now, look, it might not necessarily have been their fault, you know, but, yo, know, they could have let the world know. They didn't. They, you know, they kept quiet, right? I think it, it was revealed that this was in China in November, maybe October last, in um 2019. Right? October. October 2019. If they had just told people, told people then, I think things would have been a lot different. But they didn't. So, you know, whatever you want to think of how the virus itself started, whether it was from bats, whether it was from, you know, the CDC in Wuhan, like, however it actually started, you know, who knows, I don't think we're ever gonna, you know, truly find out, but what we do know for a fact, China dropped the fucking ball, you know what I mean, if they had just owned up, just owned up, just told people, like, we possibly wouldn't be in the shit that, you know, everyone is right now, you know, they are to blame, right, and, you know, people like who, they can pussyfoot around, but, yeah, that's a fact, right, there's no denying it, China fucked up, you know, yeah, that that is as simple as that, people. It's as fucking simple as that, you know. But yeah, I'm not holding my breath really on um 
yeah, like, who to come out and be like, yes, you know, it happened because of this or that. No, we're not going to get anything official. Yeah. But, uh, fuck it. You know, it's now just about moving, moving on. Moving on and getting shit just restarted, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the fuck happens. It's just fucking crazy, man. So crazy. Ugh. But, yeah, who? They're a joke. So, a uh, a boating, camping and fishing store in Australia is in hot water over an advert they... Uh, <laughs> An advert they created. You know, like uh, they just had this um this guy, you know, he, he's just sitting and he's eating a sandwich. Yeah, it's a, it's a sandwich with a bat in it. Right? It's a sandwich with a bat in it. And yeah, loads of people called up um you know, the Australian watchdog, advertising watchdog, to complain. And I have to say, like, I always wonder, who are the people who do that shit? Like, who's watching an advert and being like, oh, I'm mortally offended by that. I'm going to make a phone call. Because, you know, you've... You don't just have that number, <laughs> like, floating around. So they've had to go online, look for the website, find a phone number, then call and complain. That is a lot of work for what? Like, for what are you hoping to gain from this shit? It, it, it's an advert. You know, like, so what, it's on the screen for, a, you know, a minute maybe, at the most. You know, and, and you're offended? You, it's not like you don't have to watch it. You can turn away, you can walk off, make a cup of tea or coffee, whatever you want. You know what I mean? It, it, it's a weird thing. And especially... They are having fun, right? They've made a joke. <laughs> Someone has made a joke about something. And it, that offends you? Come on, man. It is so... It's insane. I, I, I just think it's, it's weird, right? It, it, it's weird. You know, they were... Trying to have fun. Jake, in a year of just bullshit, can you really blame them? You know, can you blame someone for just trying to, you know, find a light at the end of the tunnel? Right? And let's be honest, like, that as a, you know, a stupid joke, it is no worse than anything that was in what Charlie Booker's Death to 2020. You know what I mean? Like, hey, 
because that that was just full of you know Twitter humor and just bad, real bad puns. So, right, no one's complaining about that. It's essentially the same thing. Man, like, some people just need to get a grip, right? Just need to get a motherfucking grip. Just either enjoy it or just ignore it, man. It's not, like, it's not like they've just called your mum a hoe. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't make an advert, and on the screen, you have read, wait, Mrs. Davies is a hoe? That's my mum. What the fuck? Sons of bitches. And they put a picture there? God damn those people. They haven't done that. They're not talking to you. It's a joke. Chill, people. Fucking chill. There are bigger things to concern your shit with, right? A whole lot of bigger things. Yeah, some people are just fucking. They're crazy, man. They're crazy and they're they're weird. <sighs> It'd be funny if those phone calls were like super expensive. And so all these little weirdos that make those phone calls, then when their phone bill comes, it's just like, wait, why is the bill like two grand? And then they realize, oh, <laughs> now that that would be a that would be hilarious. That would be, you know, a perfect payback for their stupidity. Um, but yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. Hopefully, you know what I mean? Hopefully, like, this will be a more chilled year. I doubt it, but, you know, all we can do is hope, right? Okay, so last week, it came, um, yeah, it came out the, you know, the detectives involved... In the death of Brianna Taylor Were um, facing dismissal You know, it, it had to go to I think it was like a tribunal Something like that, right? Um, and this is in Kentucky So now it has been confirmed That detectives Miles Well, former I think we say now former, yeah, Miles Cosgrove and Joshua Janus have, uh, yeah, they've been sacked from uh, the police force in Kentucky, you know, Um, I think the, it's an odd situation, right, it's an odd one, because it it is, you know, it's said that Cosgrove, he's sacked for violating procedures for use of force and failing to use his body camera during the, um, you know, the, the, the house raid and search, right? So there is that. And, you know, then Janus, 
He's been sacked for violating the police force's policy for truthfulness and search warrant preparation. Which, I don't know if it's just me, but they all seem like pretty serious things. Right? Uh, uh, Like... Isn't part of the credo of a police is to protect and serve, right? So if you are then facing issues around your truthfulness, I that completely goes against what you're there for. You know, and then the, the, the whole dishonesty around the, the, the search warrant. Right, and I think when these things bring about the death of someone, yeah, that's very freaking worrying, right? And then, you know, Cosgrove, so, you know, he's getting in trouble for false and not using his body camera, right? Which, again... It is extremely concerning because the body cameras are there to ensure that everything is done by the book to have a, you know, a visual record. So if you haven't got your body camera on, it it kind of speaks to the fact that you're kind of doing some shysty bullshit. You mean, because otherwise, why wouldn't your camera be on? So, I mean, it, I think it probably does speak to the thing that there should be some automatic thing, right? That all cameras go on, you know, and an individual can't turn their frigging camera off. But, yeah, that's another thing. But, you know, Cosgrove is the person who is being... Um, yeah, he, he he's being confirmed as the person that, Fired the shots that killed uh, Brianna Taylor. You know, so all of this, it, it's yeah. I think it's concerning because like there's no charges. You know, they 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 caused the death of someone, and they're not being charged. And it's not they call you know it was an accident. Like, everything that went down is troubling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they've, they've lied about... Well, they lied about so many things. So many things. They, they, they lied about the whole, you know, knocking and uh, alerting, you know, um, Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend that... The police were at the door, right? They said they did. He, you know, he says that they didn't. And also the neighbours said that they did not, right? So that was their first lie. Then there was also a lie about a, um, the gran. You know, I think that there was a lie about her. I think that they said they saw her moving, but she was in another room. Like, they just lied, Right, so if you're lying like that, 
you straight up did some wrong shit. <laughs> you straight up did some wrong shit. So you broke all these procedures. You broke all of these laws. And you get to walk away while someone else does not. You know, a 26-year-old dies. 26-year-old dies. You know, she was like, I think she she was an ambulance driver, right? I believe that's what um her uh, her 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 employment was. You know, so she's not a dirt bag. She's not scum. You know, she was doing her thing, working, and I believe it was uh, days before, days after her birthday. You know, I mean, like. This is some bullshit. This is some horrible bullshit. And yeah, people that did it walk away. Walk away. Which is it, it, crazy, right? All of this is just insane. And then other people, like, remember the, the little girl got thrown in jail for not doing homework. <laughs> you know what I mean it's, it's baffling Like it is baffling What Is going on You know the things that can get you sent to jail And the things that you can do And not go to jail You know But yeah Cosgrove and Janus They lose their jobs But you know They still have their lives and their liberties So Yeah But I guess At least some I don't know Some remnants of justice Is done You know Maybe not the uh, what the family want But You know Hopefully this does mean that the these two can no longer get employment with the police or any sort of security or you know roles such as that but again who knows but um yeah i guess this is this is it for um Brianna Taylor and her her killers you know i don't know people I don't know Yo, so things got kind of weird on uh, BBC Radio 4 today You know, so um, there's a show called Woman's Hour And, you know, they've got recently picked up a new host, Emma Barnett Right, so... um, Yeah, they were doing something on the Me Too movement, right? Because, man, I think it's like um, a a year since um, Harvey Weinstein went to jail, right? Which is, I mean... Things don't always have to be like you have to wait. All right, we better wait a year before we talk about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like certain things can be looked at continuously, but you know, 
they decided to do a 15 minute segment on um, the impact of Me Too. Right, and and it's weird, right? Because they're like, (laughs) it was intended to explore what the Me Too movement had achieved in that year when, you know, like, Me Too had started a long time before last year. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it didn't start last year, it started, you know, years before. So it is a kind of an, an odd one And it is one of those things that Something like that Is an ongoing thing Right, it, it, it's like You know, discrimination in the workplace <laughs> It's not just done Right, it's something that Always needs to be looked at You know, it's like racism I remember when... um. <laughs> I, I know I've, I've mentioned this before I was at work Right I was Where was I Oh gosh I, Yeah I think I was working at a place Leonard Cheshire At the time And Barack Obama Had um, Just been uh, Yeah Just been You know Brought into power And Someone Some Idiot in the office It's just like whew, Man that's good Racism is now done And you, you you just look at people And you're just like Are you are you that stupid Like what You know what I mean like, And look they weren't the only person Who I heard Make that ridiculous Comment But yeah There's certain things that, you know, aren't done after a year, two years. It's a continuous, you know, issue. So, it's kind of weird, right, that that was their uh, framing for this segment. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know... What's it achieved in a year? Like, uh, come on, people. But as part of this, they uh, they'd had three guests scheduled. You know, so um, Kelechi Okafor. You know, she was one. Then they had Rosanna Arquette and Kathleen Delaney. So just before the program was meant to start um, Yeah, Barnett was overheard Talking to her producers About Okafor You know, and Right, now There are Different Different versions Because what the BBC is saying does differ from what Okafor was saying, right? And um, so essentially, and this is just weird in itself, right? Just before, you know, this is meant to be going on air, Barnett is talking to her producers going, 
uh, uh, you know, along the lines of, you know, do we do we really want Okafor on the show today? Because you know, she's said some anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Semitic things in the past, and you know, is she valid to talk on Me Too? Which, that, like, you know, it is two things that don't negate each other, right, it's just a weird situation, just in its entirety, because, you know, firstly, right, so they're saying she said this stuff in, I think, like, 2017, so, like, you know, Everyone has said something in the past, and I think it depends on what you say, right? What you say. You know, I, I think that's the big thing. But, right, the the conversation of that moment in time was something completely different. So, you know, something that you said in the past, does it really come into this current conversation, right, and then it's the whole, oh, it does this, um, you know, warrant her being able to talk on me too, well, it's like, well, she's a woman, <laughs> you know, she's a woman, you know, she's, uh, you know, a, a, a minority voice, so, it then is a difference to the other voices that you have in that room, right, which definitely makes a voice valid, you know, it removes it from an echo chamber that you have created otherwise, so there's that, you know, and it, and it's like, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's fair to say that a you know majority of women have probably dealt with you know some shitty comments. Now it's you know not every person has dealt with the same comments, you know the same pressures, the same things like that. But you know. It, it it was a weird thing. The other weird thing about this whole situation is it's moments before the show is going to start, right? It's moments before the fucking show is going to start. You're telling me that you've only just found this out, right? It, it, with the machine that is the BBC, you have producers, you have researchers, you have teams that put these shows together. You know, me putting together this, you know, rinky-dink podcast, it's just me, right? I go online, I look at stories, and I think, all right, I've got something to say about that. Let me, um, yeah, I'm going to talk on that. And... You know, if there's different kind of um, voices, there's different kind of versions, I'll look into those as much as I can. But it's just me. You know, 
with that show, as I said, look, there's teams, so what the fuck are you doing bringing something up at the last moments before you're going on air, right, you have people already, already in the meeting, right, those other guests, they're already in the meeting, that's the thing, it's not like, oh, they haven't opened up the Zoom link yet, you know, they haven't opened up the link yet, it's first thing in the morning, and they're talking about it, you know, the the, 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 the pre, you know, morning meeting, it's not that, right, it's moments before you're going on air, then you're suddenly, you know, you've got concerns, that is some unprofessional bullshit, and look, if you've got an issue, address it, address it during the show, if it actually has context on the show, you you know what I mean, it's just, it is very weird, this whole situation, right, and um, yeah, Okafor had, uh, you know, she had her, um, her take on everything that went down, that she um, put online, so she tweeted early today, this, hi guys, I'm coming off women's hour, because what I've just had to witness is absolutely degrading and vile, the host didn't realise her mic was on, as she was talking about me before the interview started, is all I'm going to say, You can have a genuine concern about something you've been told about me and address it in a manner that is kind. That wasn't what took place. Myself and the other people who would be talking during a segment could hear me being talked about like a dickhead. When she clocks, the mic is on, suddenly it's... Well, Khaleesi, could could you just explain to me, because I'm trying to give you a chance to explain. It was on your producers to have explained and done their research. It was on you to check your mic. The need for me on today's show was to offer balance to these wayward women thinking that the Me Too movement is no longer needed. The fact is that if you feel it's no longer needed for your white middle class sensibilities, marginalised voices still need it. We haven't heard from everybody regarding the violations they faced. The originators of the Me Too movement were black women, from enslaved black women who were raped by slave owners to Tarana Tarana Burke, yet their voices are yet to be honoured. And, yeah... You know what I mean? They like that is I think that's a big I think the big point that I you know I definitely feel is you know relevant here is the um is the whole mic being on and the well Kalishi, could you just explain to me because I'm trying to give you a chance to explain and 
like what what is that because that isn't the place you know look if something has come up as i said you you address it during the show as a question you know because you don't know what's happened so obviously if it's just come to you you have no clue you have no clue if you know, the facts you supposedly have are true or not, and you ask a question, you know, there's many times if, um, you know, I mean, I'm doing something, and I'll just ask someone, I'll be like, um, oh, so uh, this person has said that, you know, you blah, 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 like, what would be your response to that? You know, just ask, ask a simple fucking question, it's not difficult, Right, and it adds to the you know the program itself, but to to do it moment be- because what was going to happen, right? So in the moments before the show is going to start, are you then going to judge that response and go, okay, yeah, I'm fine with it, right? We can proceed now, right? You're going to have a dreadful show <laughs> because you have now. Alienated one of your fucking guests So, you know, coming in There is tension Like, it's not smart It's weird as fuck Weird as fuck You know But, uh, yeah, that that's, um You know, that's Okafer's side of things Like, now, the BBC They had a spokesperson and they put out this. During an off-air conversation ahead of the program, Emma Barnett and the production team talked about a guest role in the discussion and how to reflect some of the guests' alleged previous comments and the issue of anti-Semitism as part of the Women's Hour discussion on the role of minority voices in the Me Too movement. This was also raised directly with the guest before going on air. Yeah, like... That's that's what you're saying, <laughs> because that is, you know, that's nothing. You know, that doesn't clarify a single thing, and it still makes it look bad. Because why are you doing that shit before the fucking show is meant to start? It's insane, like. It is insane. And there is no mention about, you know, (laughs) them not realising that the microphones are on. And listen, like, we've seen that happen tons of times. Like, tons of times. And that's the thing, when you go into these Zoom meetings, like... The, the people coming into the meeting, they don't always, you know, their mics aren't always working straight out the gate, right? So there is oftentimes a, um, a disconnect in what's being said, what can be heard. You know, so, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me that something like this went down. It, it's just... The unprofessionalism of it all. 
that is, um, yeah, a little shocking, a little shocking, and, you know, however much the BBC wants to, you know, talk about and try and act like it is a a fierce place, you know, open to, you know, different voices and stuff like that, there is a lot of evidence that shows it is not, you know, and I, I do think that the BBC spokesperson's, you know, statement on this situation, it, it does, you know, I think the lack of clarity kind of speaks to shit that happens, right, because if you were like, oh, well, this happened, and this happened, and this, you know, you know, okay, right, that, yeah, they've laid everything out, but the fact that they haven't, and there are a load of gaps there, it does make you question the validity of um, what they're saying, Right, and you kind of think, yeah, maybe everything that Okafar is saying is exactly what went down. You know what I mean? <sighs> I mean, it's it's definitely a shame, right? Because I think it it takes away from the issue they're talking about. You know, and and it just creates. More shit You know what I mean Which yeah not needed Not needed people Oh dear oh dear Like we are six days Six motherfucking days Into 2021 people And already There are fires that need to be put out Oh man It's insane Like the world is still Insane. I mean, uh, yeah, that that that's what we can draw from. Uh, that's what we can draw from everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> it definitely is. And I would say that the alleged anti-Semitic comments that Okafor is, um, you know, being, I mean, attached to. I don't know if you would say they are anti-Semitic. You know, I, I think they are... Man, I don't even know. I don't even know what you would say. Because, look, they are in reference to other comments that have had been made. But, I mean, just mentioning... Um, yeah, I don't know. Just mentioning a religion isn't anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's very weird. I, I I definitely feel that um yeah, Okafor should be given a um yeah given a a voice to talk about this shit because I, like you can't you know. Tar people with a brush Without actually letting them Speak on this stuff 
You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Let, let's see if, um, you know, the BBC and Barnett do the right thing here. And, um, yeah, have an actual discussion rather than, you know, a witch hunt. Huh. Let's see what happens, right? Okay, people, so, you know, we, we are still a week away from our first UFC event on the 16th of January, but while we're, uh, you know, building up to that, today's chin check, because we're still coming with that goodness, people, you know what I mean, we are, yeah, we're looking back on some past events, Okay, so, um, yeah, it, it's stuff that, you know, there wasn't time to do, you know, back in 2020 But we do have something new for you So, make sure you tune in and we'll give thoughts on Cage Warriors, the Garcia-Campbell fight You know what I mean, all that fun stuff So, people, once you're done with this, go check out Chin Check And share it with your peoples, aight? Back to this, people, let's go <laughs> So to end 2020, Netflix dropped the last, yeah, the last part of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Now, it's, it's always a weird one, right? Because essentially there were two seasons, just two seasons, but they split them into four parts. So... I, I, it always baffles me why they don't take, just say it's four seasons, right? Instead of just saying, oh, it's two seasons and we split each season into two, just say they're four seasons. It's a season each, right? And I think that's the more logical way around it, you know, because a season doesn't have to be like 16, 22 episodes. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. But, you know, that aside, you know, we had our last chunk of episodes, our last eight episodes dropped on the 31st of December. And, um, yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. All the crew were back. You know, this is the series that was developed by Roberto Aguirre Sacayas. Hmm. It's probably not how you pronounce the name, but that's what it looks like. So that's what I'm going with. You know, he's, uh, yeah, he developed it and he's ushered it all the way through. Um, composer was Adam Taylor, you know, and um, yes, we, we had all our, um, all our regular crew were back, you know, Kirana Shipka as Sabrina, um, you know, Ross Lynch as Harvey, uh, we had Lucy Davis as, um, Hilda, Miranda Otto as Zelda, Chance Pedromo as, uh, Ambrose, we had Michelle Gomez as, uh, Mary Wardwell, and Lilith, no, she didn't do bad, she got a double dip, you know what I mean, yeah, definitely had a, a decent um, little run on this one, 
Jazz Sinclair, the lovely Jazz Sinclair, as Roz Walker, uh, Tatty Gabrielle, who's as fine as ever as Prudence. You know, Agatha had um, more of a role this season. Adina Rodolph. Uh, Richard Coyle as Father Faustus. Lachlan Watson as Theo. Um, and Gavin Leverhead as Nick. So, with this season, I, th I think, I think it, it felt more than last. You know, I don't know. I think it was it was a bit more consistent, maybe. Right? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, you know, bias. Because I've just recently watched this one. And, um, yeah, season three was a while back. But it did seem... Yeah, a little more consistent f this time around. And, um, I've, yeah, I enjoyed it. We had this overarching thing, right? So, basically, the gist was the Eldritch Terrors will descend upon Greendale. The Coven must fight each terrifying threat one by one. The Weird, the Returned, the Darkness to name a few, all leading up to the void, which is the end of all things. As the witches wage war with the help of the Fright Club, Nick begins to slowly earn his way back into Sabrina's heart, but will it be too late? So yeah, that's the kind of gist, and I, I, they tied it all together pretty well. Like, it, it starts off with, um, I think, something that, you know, I think everyone can relate to, right? Because I think Roz and Harvey are together, Theo and Robin are together, so Sabrina's feeling left out. And, you know, she, she tries to think of a way to bring them all back, all back together as a group. But while she's doing all of that, you know, Faustus's plans start to hatch. And we get the first Eldritch Terror descend. Right, so I think all of that made sense. And, you know, introducing this new threat, it worked. Right, so it was this interesting... Yeah, interesting new kind of dynamic and everything like that. And I, I think, you know, we then had, like, the next episode, The Uninvited, which, hey, it, it started off interestingly. I mean, I have to say, I did think they should have shown the little girl getting killed at the beginning. You know what I mean? That just might be me. But I was a bit like, all right, okay. So then what happens? And then they cut away. And it's like, okay, fine. But it was, yeah, I did like the way they did it. You know, and they tied it all in with um, Hilda's wedding and everything like that. I think the one, um, like the one slip in that episode 
was Sabrina being drunk. And I just think it's just because they just played the drunk thing, how, you know, like they often do in things. It's just a bit too much, right? Now, they, they just show her being drunk when she starts to speak, and it's just like, eh. I mean, not every, firstly, not everyone acts like that when they're drunk. Sometimes you can speak okay, but you can't walk in a straight line for shit, right? So it was just, they went the, the boring route of the whole thing, right? But that aside, there, it was a fun episode. You know, it was a fun episode and it works, right? I mean, that's always the main thing. It works, Right, it was a little interesting, they changed things up slightly, you know, we see Roz's powers developing in a different way, and yeah, Roz had a good arc this season, you know, I think her, her developments and her powers, they went in a direction that made sense, you know, and a direction that you're thinking, good, you know, I'm glad it went like this, because the way it was, it did seem a little odd, you know what I mean, seemed a little odd, so yeah, it, it worked out nicely, you know, um, you know, then the next episode, we had the weird, and yeah, I did like that one, because they did play a little bait and switch a few times, right, you know, because I think there's the bit where, um, we have, uh, Mary, um, whatever her, her name, Lilith, you know, her, her other guys, you know, we did have the bit where she's, um, you know, she kind of, she says a thing, right, she's like, oh, you, you need a Trojan horse, so then when a certain thing happens, you kind of assume, oh, that's the Trojan horse, right? But no, 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 that isn't. So, yeah, I did like the way they kind of, you know, they messed with all of that. That was good. I would say that the Ros Harvey thing, I mean, it was fine, but... They do do that thing, you know what I mean? Like, where someone acts like a dick, and then at the end they apologise, and then everything is fine. Right? And you're just like, alright, yeah, that's, that's okay. But, I mean, that's kind of one of those things that you can do that in the first season. But I think as you go on, it doesn't cut the mustard anymore. Right? Because you're just like, yo, you know me at this point, so you need to stop doing that bullshit. Right? Because it's just coming off that you don't trust me. Right? I think that's the that's the key thing. But they don't really, you know what I mean? It just plays out as it kind of always plays out, which, you know. I get it. There's a lot of characters, so yeah, they're they're um 
in that country where you're just like, all right, we want to give people an even setting and everything, but what are we going to do? You know, and I think there are characters that do. They 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 don't have as much to do. Like Harvey, he doesn't really have a lot. He does kind of. He is a bit of a, a tag on, and we do see him as you know as just mentioned. He is that one that always you know. He's acting in doubt all the time. Like, there's a bit where he's like, Sabrina, what did you do? Like, what did you do? And he's just like, yo, what what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, how many times has she helped you out? Has she, you know, shown who she is? So for him to keep on acting in a certain way, yeah, you do roll your eyes a little, you know? That's what his character was this season. It was it was that archetype. You know, to panic and then to be like, oh, I forgive you, or oh yeah, I'll help at the last minute kind of thing. And he was just like, okay, fine. Fine, 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 fine. Another couple that didn't really didn't really do a lot. I mean it's Theo. Theo has always been a bit of a a bit of an odd one, you know, like, at the beginning, Theo is, like, Theo's a girl, right, but then, was it season two where Theo decides to transition, but it always kind of, like, that whole thing, it always just, yeah, it didn't work, right, and it's not the fact that, like, oh, the cat, oh, you can't have a character transition. That's it. It's just what they then did with the character. Like in this season, you have um, uh, what is it? I think it might have been in episode five, possibly, maybe four or five, and they have Theo like have an argument with someone and be like, "Hey, hey, what do you say? I'll punch you," and it's just like. Every time they do that, it's never believable. Like, we've never seen... I can't remember actually seeing Theo in a fist fight. And, yeah, look at... Theo is tiny. <laughs> I mean, Theo is tiny. So it's never believable that you could think, oh, yeah, Theo's going to fuck that person up. But then they, they always talk about it afterwards, like, oh, man, you should have seen. And, yeah, Theo threatened him. And I thought Theo was going to beat him. And you'd be like, no, no. Because we've never seen anything like that from the character. Right? If you've shown the character, I don't know, doing some boxing, some martial arts, something, something, where you can go, oh, okay, all right, the character, yeah, they've got skills. They can hold their own, but, like, we've never seen that. So when you try and then throw in, you know, to try and make out that, oh, yeah, the character's like, whoa, you're trying to get into fights, and it's dangerous. It's never believable. Then the whole relationship with Robin, it's just a bit, I don't know, just there's, n there's not really any depth to it. 
right? It never came across as this all-encompassing thing. You know? And then when you have the whole, well, you need to go. I wish you wouldn't go, but I love you. You know, this whole, whole thing. It's just all a bit like, eh, fine, whatever. And it, to be honest, it could have been played a, a lot better than it was. Right? Could have, like, there's better ways to play that whole scenario. Like, you don't always have to fall on the very, very trodden path that we always see. And then when they kind of shift it towards the end, it, like, it never makes any sense. Because it's, you know, you get from one, I can't, because, you know, I have family and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, then what are you asking the other person to give up? You know, they like they never make it make any logical sense. You know, it's always, oh, well, this person's going to give up everything. But for what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for what? But it was just one of those arcs that, yeah, it never really had any legs. Right? Never really had any legs. You know, it's not offensive. It's fine. But you just felt they could have done so much more with it. You know? But again, you've got a lot of characters. So... You know, they, they, I, I imagine they just struggled. They just struggled with it all, you know. But, yeah, I, like, I did think what they did with Agatha this season was good. You know, the way they played with that character. And also you saw a little, uh, a reunion of sorts. And, you know, I think that was handled well. You know, it came off, you know, it just worked, right? So that was good. I I, I did really like, um, well, episode four, the whole reversal and uh, like the paradox and everything like that. And especially the way it kind of, you know, you have the moment with prudence and then at the end, with pre- I like all of that. Yeah, all of that worked. I enjoyed it all, you know. And yeah, it did make sense, right? Made sense in the whole context of things. I mean, the whole um, oosh, the high castle kind of concept. You know, the whole. Oh, a Nazi motif type of thing. I mean, that's a little bit played out, but it did work. Like, it, yeah, it did work. I think one of the biggest surprises really was episode seven, right? I, I, I definitely think it was episode seven, and we got a. Uh, um, Oh, gosh, what are their names? Um, hmm. It was, um, bloody hell. Uh, yes, that's it. Carol- Caroline Rea and Beth Broderick. 
like the original Hilda and Zelda from the, um, you know, the first incarnation of Sabrina the Teenage with Melissa Joan Hart. That, like, the, the aunts from that one. Yeah, that was, man, that's why it's always good to try and avoid all spoilers and trailers and that kind of thing because now i've seen that yeah that was advertised so it was good that i you know good to avoid all of that because then you get a little surprise right so that was a that was definitely a shock i was like oh shit <laughs> they're in it right and they didn't look that much older Right, so yeah, that was fun. I I would say that might have been one of the weaker episodes. I mean, just because I think for that one to really work, you might have needed a bit more time. You know, a slightly longer episode to really, you know, mess around with the minutiae of things. But it it was yeah it it was a fun little kind of play on things i think the when morning star did return that didn't make sense right it was a bit kind of like but why you know what i mean because as far as we know it's just moving through something so why then would you know, I think that, that, I think, yeah, that's one of the problems. It's like, if there was more context to that, you'd be like, oh, right, I get it, yes. You know, it is, I think when the thing happens, I mean, it is that thing where you're kind of like, well, like, there, that was always, you felt that was always on the cards because how long could you go on with two? You know what I mean? But it's just the way it happened, it just was a bit like, eh, what? Huh, okay. But, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, and then with the last episode, I did, I have to say, I ain't gonna lie, like, there was, a, uh, you know, towards the end, it is a little like, oh, yeah, it's a little sad, it's a little sad. And... I think the way it all plays out and it ends, you know, I, I like the, like, there are some twists in there that do work, right? And I did think that was a good point to end it. You know what I mean? I think it works ending like that. Because I don't think to end it like mad happy yeah you like no because this isn't sabrina teenage witch this is the chilling adventures of sabrina the witch right so yes ending it on that note it it was a good place to spot now obviously like i think you can see from the end that like yeah, they were never really going to end it like that. So if it hadn't been cancelled, yes, things would have been different. But I did like that way. I did like that as an ending. You know? Because, yeah, it, it's kind of like, hey, 
they're witches <laughs> you, you know what i mean so shit doesn't have to be happy you know what i mean like this makes sense so yeah i i think all in all this was a decent season it was a decent season and we had enough payoffs to be content i mean i've i've, I've heard that they're possibly going to do a crossover with Riverdale. I've never watched Riverdale. I started Riverdale, but the whole teacher-student thing was just a bit like, no. No, not buying it. So I had to tap out. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think, yes, I've heard there's possibly a crossover with that or in the comic book form. But, you know... I don't think it needs it, you know, I'm, I'm, be, I'm happy for them to leave the story there, so if you've watched all the others, you know, I think season four, hey, it pays off, you're going to enjoy it, so check it out, you know, and it isn't a bad, like, yeah, there's some ups and downs over all the seasons, but all in all, this is a decent show, definitely better than a lot of the other kind of, um, I think teen drama kind of businesses that are out there. So, yeah, I'd say check out The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because it's not bad at all. Okay, so I've been waiting on this book for such a long time. And, uh, yeah, I was really... Oh, I was psyched to get into book 11 of Benedict Jacker's Alex Vera series. So this one was called Forged. It's, you know, like all the rest, read by Gildert Jackson. And um, we're nearly at the end, people. So this is the penultimate book. You know, one or more to go. So there was, you know what I mean? There was a lot to really, you know, get into. You know, things need to get wrapped up. So it was all a case of, all right, how much is going to happen in this one? You know, what are we going to see? Where is this going to take us? You know, and especially after the events of book 10, right? So, where will we start from? You know, what's the situation? Because not every book picks up kind of directly after the events of the last one. So, it's always an interesting one and be like, oh, where are we going to touch down here? Um... So the gist of this book, before we go any further, is this. Alex Virus faces his dark side in this return to the best-selling urban fantasy series about London-based Mage to protect his friends. Mage Alex Virus has had to change and embrace his dark side. But the life Mage Anne has changed too. And made a bond with a dangerous power. She's going after everyone she got a grudge against. And it's a long list. 
In the meantime, Alex has to deal with his arch enemy, Levitus. The council's death squads are hunting Alex as well as Anne, and the only way for Alex to stop them is to end his long war with Levitus and the council by whatever means necessary. It will take everything Alex has to stay a step ahead of the council and stop Anne from letting the world burn. So yeah, there you have it, people. And, um, oh my gosh, right? So we start out. You know, it's an interesting way to get things kicked up with this one. You know, we're... Um, in a different, um, ooh, I'd say, yeah, a different part of the world, <laughs> you know what I mean, I, and first of all, you're like, oh, what, what's happening here, you know, because Alex is on a mountain, so it's just like, whoa, what's going down, but I have to say, this was a really good, you know, starting point, because, it it kind of covers, you know, events from the last one. And I mean, it they, like, we're not getting a recap or anything of that sort. But, you know, we, we understand from what Alex says to, um, yeah, how things have moved. Right? So we get that. We also have him... You know, uses divination to get out of a sticky situation. And I think it's a good reminder of how those powers work. Right? So, we have that. And, um, yeah. Then we have this huge confrontation with uh, Jakadev. Right? And I think it really does, like set things up, you know, it, it, it kind of lets you know what we're in store for with this book, you know, how far across the line things are gonna go, right, and I think that, that's great, right, because we don't have to kind of ask those questions, we don't have to wonder, it's all given to us, you know, in our first chapter, so you know, oh, this is gonna get kind of dark, right, this is not for the faint-hearted people, and um, listen, when I say that, I don't mean, oh, we're gonna get loads of, you know, blood and guts, and it's like, uh, 18 rated, no, 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 but tonally, right, Alex is in this dark place, everyone's in this dark place, Varium, you know, we just get everyone in this new kind of sphere, and what I liked, what I really liked is, you know, with the whole situation at the start, as I said, look, where we see the divination powers being used and all of that, I think we get this clear understanding of, you know, how things can work, right? I think with the magic and, you know, a lot of books you read where magic is involved, there is always this fear that, 
Okay, so they're going to get into a tricky situation. And then at the last minute, this spell's going to get cast. And it's just going to get them out of trouble. And blah, blah. You know what I mean? And it just takes all of the fun and the fear out. Because you can never then go, oh, I wonder if he's going to make it. And you're like, Ugh. no. Because at the last minute, they're going to click their fingers and cast that spell. But no, here, we understand there are limitations. There are clear limitations on everything. You know, sometimes it's because you can only cast this spell in a certain way or a certain time. Right? Some spells drain all their energy out of you like some spells or you know they only work once right so you get and get it, it lets you understand that yeah they're not going to con you right everything is very well thought out right the whole process the whole situations and we see we definitely see some things go down Right, which is awesome, you know, and I feel that from with the places that the characters have been placed, right, this is a different Alex than the one we, you know, what I mean, came up against at, uh, you know, the start in Fated. <laughs> you, you know, what I mean, even right if you want to look at like veiled or burned. This is a different virus. He's been hardened to just society. The way everything is. And that's great. Right? Because where everything has gotten to, it can't be like just this happy-go-lucky character. Right? They've got to be jaded. They've got to be angry. They've gotta be on the verge of some shit and that's what we get you know and the ripple effect is on everyone like everyone's been touched everyone is different which is you know great it makes sense you know even you have know, when he has to go up against or you know, speak with people from the past, right, you can see that these alliances, these relationships, these connections, they're all strained, right, for the better or the worse, right, we see that, you know, we see the wear on everything, right, which is great, you know, this is perfect, because you kind of think, look, when you go through life and shit goes down with certain people, certain certain relationships are never the same afterwards. Even if you speak to the people and you kind of act a little like everything's cool, but you know everything isn't cool. And, yeah, that's what Jacker gives us. You know, he doesn't shy away from these things, which, you know, you you definitely appreciate because I think if it had been anything different, ah, it, it, it's hard to get behind him. 
right? It'd be hard to trust Jacka. Because you're just like, listen, you, you took the character to these places. So how the hell have you got them, you know, going for afternoon tea this time out? Like, what's going on, man? So, yeah, when, when we come across these situations, you're like, oh, shit, you went there. Okay, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. And listen, things do not go well a lot of the time here, right? There's situations that some people want to go in a certain way. And you, 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 when you're reading it, you're kind of like, okay, how is he going to get that done? Wait, doesn't that person hate him? How is that going to work? So we have to see, like, these sometimes subtle, sometimes not so much, but these, you know, negotiations, these card games, right? We have to, we get to see it all play out. And it is fascinating. Especially the times that, you know, it goes one way and the times it goes another. And hey, even sometimes no one comes out happy. But, you know, what do you expect, right? What do you expect? So, yeah, I mean, a lot happens. A lot definitely happens. Which, again, because there is that worry that this is just a holding pattern book, right? We're gonna move people around a little bit, but, you know, nothing significant's gonna happen. That was always the, the worry. But, people, trust me, you do not have to worry, because plenty goes down. Right? Plenty of situations happen. And, yeah, bridges get burnt. For sure, bridges get burnt. You know what I mean? You know, there's some big battles. There's some big battles that you kind of be like, oh, fuck. What's the impact of that going to be now? You know? There is a... Uh, hmm... Well, let's just say, he goes up against someone, and no punches are drawn. But even in this instance, I like the way everything's written, right? Because you kind of feel there's times when Alex has to do something, and you know he doesn't really want to do it, and that's related, right? That's all broken down for you. Which is, yeah, you think, yeah, no, I see that, that works. But the great thing here, because, you know, yeah, I think everyone's seen those terrible shows where at the last moment someone's just like, you can't do this, right? You're a better person. And they're like, you know what? You're right. Okay, you can go. But I don't want to see your face ever again. Don't worry, man. You won't. No, 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 no. There is none of that. <laughs> like, when the shit has to be done, yeah, Alex does it. And 
he's not always happy. Not always happy. But he understands, right? He understands. You're pl we're playing for all the marbles now, right? There's no half-stepping. And there definitely is no half-stepping in this friggin' book, right? It, it leaves things in a place where you're like, oh, damn. You know what I mean? Book 12 is gonna be... It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, man. So I cannot wait to get into that one. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I, diff I checked the website before I, I did this. And, you know, we've got a name, right? So book 12 will be Risen. And it is scheduled for December 2021. So. You know, that's um a little bit later than um you know book eleven a month later, so like nothing crazy, but yeah, it's coming next year. So hey, fingers crossed, nothing you know messes with those plans. But uh, whoo, man, it's gonna be interesting. I cannot wait to see how this all gets tied together, you know what I mean, what, what are the outcomes, what are the permanent scars, because you feel that not everyone is going to make it out alive, right, but who does and who doesn't, that's what we need to know, so yeah, this, like, if you're a fan of any of the previous books, I mean, I feel that, yeah, you, you're you always going to pick this out. Because why would you leave a series when there's just two more books to go, right? And the fact that the quality of the series has not dropped, right? The books just seem to have gotten stronger and stronger. So, um, yeah, people, <laughs> forged, better get that done. Read it now. And, um, yeah, get ready for December 2021. I feel that I'm probably going to do a, um, you know, re a reread on everything. So, probably starting in November. Well, I'll probably wait until the actual date date is announced. But I imagine in November, I'm going to start from the giddy up and get everything caught up so I can hit that last book and just boom yeah that's the plan <laughs> we'll see we'll see how we do with it all but people yes go check out Forged you will definitely enjoy it for sure because yeah this is a great addition to the Alex Verus series Okay, people, so as we draw to a close on another episode, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV. So, there seems to be a few things happening at Doctor Who, right? So, two companions have left, you know, literally, um, 
in the recent special Bradley Walsh and Tossing Cole they both departed but we get a new companion in um, the guise of John Bishop who is playing a guy called Dan <laughs> I mean it, it just screams boring you know Dan <laughs> but um, yeah He's going to be joining, um, you know, the Doctor and Yaz, Mandeep Gill's character. But the other big thing circling around the Doctor Who franchise right now is the news that the current Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, could be departing. Yeah, that's a um, a big kind of hush-hush supposed rumour But every time one of these rumours has come out They have kind of seemed to have proven to be true And it would mean she has done the... Uh, like the seem the standard duration of the most recent crop of doctors there's both David Tennant and Matt Smith I forgot his name for a moment and um, Peter Capaldi they all did three seasons and um, uh, a couple of specials right and that will be you know Whitaker's duration once she has fi finished filming the um, yeah the the 13th season which goes into production shortly um so yeah I think um, at some point this year the uh, the talk will come up who will be the next doctor right and um do they go back to the norm or do they try and tick another box? I think that's the big, I mean, they ticked plenty of boxes this, you know, these last few seasons. Will they try and um, repeat that? That's the question, right? Who knows? Um, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, I mean, it will all become clear. It will all become clear Now some other news that has come out um, So we know that uh, You know They're bringing back Dexter Right Bringing back Dexter for a Limited series You know it's not a reboot You know they just want to End it on a better note Than the Not as well received Last season so, uh, yeah, Showtime decided, you know, everyone else is doing these, you know, limited edition revivals and, and they've decided to do their own. So, you know, Dexter is back and we now know that the big bad of this um, new run will be Clancy Brown. Yes. He is joining the show as Kurt Chadwell. Mm-hmm. So they're saying Chad 
actually it's Caldwell I mean that's how you'd say it yes Caldwell is a big rig truck store owner and unofficial mayor of um, the small town of Iron Lake powerful generous and loved by everyone however should you cross him or hurt anyone that he cares for god help you <laughs> ah, dear oh dear so um yeah you know it's gonna be 10 episodes and um it's gonna debut uh, towards the end of the year so it will be going in produ- into production at some point you know i guess it kind of all depends on um you know when uh, all the, all these kind of lockdowns end and all of that kind of business. Uh, so over at HBO Max, we're getting a reteam of uh, Tahiki Watiti uh, and Reese Darby as um, yeah they uh, come for a new show. Our flag means death. Mm-hmm. Alright, so it is um it, it's gonna be you know show ran by David Jenkins, you know, and um it's a, a pirate story, right? So it, it's actually based on um a true person, right? Steed Bonnet. Uh, who was an 18th century aristocrat who abandoned his life of privilege to become a privateer, a pirateer, a pirateer, a privateer. Hmm. I don't know. He's a pirate anyway. Um, and he had a ship called the Revenge. Yeah, you know, very um. Yeah, original with his ship naming But, um, yeah, so this is true But, you know, it's loosely based on So, um, (laughs) you know they're gonna play with a lot of shit But, uh, yeah, I don't know Could be interesting, right? Where TT, uh, you know, he's usually involved in, um Fun stuff So uh, yeah we'll wait and see What happens with that Uh, So outdoing interviews Of late Rowan Atkinson um, He talked about Two of his most famous Characters Mr Bean and um, Edwin Blackadder Right Um, And he had This to say Right, I don't actually like the process of making anything, with the possible exception of Black Adder, because the responsibility for making that series funny was on many shoulders, not just my own. But Black Adder represented the creative energy we all had in the 1980s. To ru- try and re- replicate that 30 years on wouldn't be easy. Um, because, you know, he was talking about how, uh, you know, Mr. Bean was, sh- uh, 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 you know, stressful And, I mean, you can understand that because, you know, Mr. Bean didn't talk 
you know, so it was very much on physical performance, right? Where, um, yeah, Blackadder, he had a huge cast. Yeah, it was a pretty big cast, right? Um, and every character was fun and interesting and different, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I kind of, I'm happy where they left Blackadder. It's been a, I think if they had done the, talked about stuff at the time, it could have been interesting, but so much time has passed. Yeah, it, it is one of those things where you're like, eh, kind of, it is kind of cool just to leave it where it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We will see what happens. Now, let's end with this because we know that um, Disney Plus um, will be launching their stars um, segment. Uh, so it comes on the 23rd of February and they have announced a slew of um, content that will be uh, filling out that stream. So, um, they, they've said that, uh, you know, it's going to contain shows from ABC, Fox, and FX, uh, as well as some of the Hulu content as well, which is uh, definitely good for the UK, and we're going to get shows such as Atlanta, which, yo, I love Atlanta, man, Big Sky, don't know that, Blackish, Love Victor, um, 24, Desperate Housewives, How I Met Your Mother, Lost, Prison Break, and The X-Files. I did not even know that, yeah, Lost was an FX, a Fox show, you know, so, um, man, that is a, a lot of big programs, Right, so um, the only place it won't be hitting on the 23rd is Latin America, where, um, yeah, over there it's coming in June, and that is as a standalone network because they're gonna be dropping some uh, original, um, you know, Latin original programming, so, uh, yeah, that's how they're approaching it there, but people, that's us, we're done, so we will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you again next Wednesday, people, keep it easy, and, um, yeah, until then, peace.